0: Hello, welcome to episode 101 of the Talking Friars podcast. It's kind of weird uh, to say an episode over 100. Uh, Been been in the double digits for a while, but we're in the triple digits in episodes now. I'm Ben Fadden, your host. Uh, Today, we will be talking about, to start off your week, a very interesting and fun episode, I think, uh, about a hypothetical possible situation uh, that I proposed on GasLampBall.com on Sunday about if you could undo one A.J. Preller Padres trade that he has made in his tenure as Padres GM, which one would you pick? Um, and this is an interesting question, I think, and I hope that you guys do as well and have fun debating with me and with, uh, with friends and with other people about if you had one trade, which would you undo uh, if you had the power to do so? Because Preller has had some good trades. Fernando Tatis Jr. is obviously at the top, and that will be probably near the top of things that we're going to remember AJ Preller for because of hopefully how great of a Hall of Fame career Fernando is going to have, and hopefully as a statue at Petco and all that. Uh, Preller brought him here, so that's definitely a moment. Uh, Acquiring Joe Musgrove is another moment. You know, he gave up Joey Lucchese, who didn't really have a role here, gave up um, a few prospects that might end up being something, but. Joe Musgrove might end up having his number retired. I mean, I would. Uh, him and Jake Peavy, when all things are said and done, with their Padres careers, obviously through the first no hitter in Padres history, which is probably the best moment I've had ever as a Padres fan. Uh, as you know, ever since I've been alive, um, acquiring Jake Cronenworth is another good trade. You know, I know Tommy Pham didn't really work out, and that's the reason why they really acquired. Cronenworth it was kind of seemed like a throw-in but if they keep Cronenworth I know there's all these dumb Twitter rumors and all that about trading Jake Cronenworth that would be the dumbest thing ever that, that would be stupid uh, just because of the contracts and how many more years of control they have not even mentioning that he's their third best hitter going to hit in the middle of the lineup he's versatile can play first second short probably could play third he played he pitched at one point in the minor leagues and pitched at one point in 2021 for the Padres In that long extra inning game against the Dodgers at Petco Park earlier in the year, Uh, but that's kind of going off on a different tangent. But so acquiring Tatis, Musgrove, Connerworth, Grisham seems to work pretty good. There's been some good moves, but there's it seems like there's been more duds in the Preller tenure uh, than there have been really good moves. And some of them, I'll mention some honorable mentions that I did think about, and I'm sure these trades. Will come up and be selected by some fans uh, about if they had the opportunity to undo one Preller trade, what would it be? They pick some of these. Uh, they pick one of these that I'll mention. Um, and then at the end, I will get to my pick. Um, and I'm, I'm not so sure it'll be the popular pick. Maybe it will be, um, but I don't think it will be. Um, so just because of the names, to be quite honest. Um, but Let's get to the honorable mentions. We'll start out, we'll go from the earliest of Treller's tenure, some of the honorable mentions, to most recent honorable mentions that I did not select, but those are definitely options and I think probably will be selected. So the 2014-2015 offseason, one of his bad trades, trading Yasmani Grandal to the Dodgers in the Matt Kemp deal. Obviously, this was the start of the rock star GM that Matt Kemp You know, coined that phrase of Preller, Uh, that ended up not really working out well at all in terms of that batch of trades that were made. Kemp ended up, you know, being traded to the Braves after less than two seasons with the Padres, and he ended up calling the Padres in San Diego not a real baseball town. Or I don't know if he called. I forget if he called them that in a statement, but he was saying that. He was excited to go into Atlanta because it was a real baseball city or baseball town. And that was really disrespectful to Padre fans to us uh, because we love our baseball. We love our Padres. It's not our fault that we haven't won a world series. We're fans of the team. We're passionate about the team. And I think you can see that, especially now that the team is getting better and they have players on the team that actually want to be there and love being there. Uh, They support the team. So I definitely am not a fan of Matt Kemp. I know a lot of people aren't. Um, and that was one of the worst trades Preller has made. That wasn't an honorable mention. Grandall, I'm not so sure he'd be the starting catcher right now uh, because he's, his contract would have been up. But his war with the Dodgers after he was traded from the Padres was 10.4, his total war. Kemp's total war with the Padres so that is a huge gap uh, as you could tell and that really illustrates how bad of a trade that was Uh, I just don't I understand what Preller was getting at um, doing it obviously he was going all in and I definitely applaud him for doing that Um, I didn't have a podcast at the time but I'm pretty sure I was applauding him for doing that at that time that he did it you know, it made the Padres, they won the off season, right? And I'll talk about some more of these honorable mention traits that are included in the off season that Perler did there in 2014, 2015 offseason. But looking back on it, it was dumb because of the players he gave up, uh, acquiring veterans that it didn't seem like, from what I've heard, didn't really get along. Derek Norris is a, one of those guys that seemed like they didn't really get along. Uh, with teammates there in that clubhouse, um, but talking—it's nothing against. I want to make it clear as well. It's nothing against Matt Kemp. Like, as a human being, I just didn't like um, what he said in the statement about San Diego, or not saying about San Diego, if you want to put it that way. And speaking to like, I spoke to Tyson Ross about this on a recent podcast episode, which you can go listen to on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or watch on YouTube. And I asked Tyson, former Padre, he was in the locker room with Matt Kemp. What was he like as a teammate? What is he like behind the scenes? And he said that Matt Kemp works. He helps younger players out. He's a family man. So it's nothing against Matt Kemp as a person. uh, But the trade in terms of just baseball terms did not work out. And I didn't like the way that he left. So that's an honorable mention uh, for being one of the worst prelude trades that he's made. Uh, If there was one trade you could undo, that's an honorable mention. 2014-2015 offseason we continue, and this one involves the three-way deal with the Rays, Nationals, and, of course, the Padres, trading Trey Turner to the Washington Nationals in that Will Myers three-way deal trade. Turner, Trey Turner, he was a prospect for the Padres, wasn't really regarded as, like, a top, top prospect the way that Tatis was coming up, but he was still, I think, a good prospect. Uh this one definitely hurts. Um it was an honorable mention. I'll discuss more about my reasoning, why it's not my number one if I can undo a trade, it would be this Trey Turner trade. I'm not saying that it is, but I'll explain more why it, I didn't pick that. I didn't pick that one. <coughs> Excuse me. Um but just to kind of go through the Trey Turner trade, really obviously didn't work out well in terms of Trey Turner. Uh he goes on to the Washington Nationals. Uh, he's one of the best shortstops in the league now. Uh, his Washington Nationals total war was 22.3. And currently I probably should have included the war that he had with the Dodgers and what will he will have this year, because that's, he's not a free agent until after I believe this coming season. Um, that was something that was appealing for the Dodgers in that trade that they acquired But um Just with Washington, his war was 22.3. That's a lot of wins that he could help the Padres with. Myers' San Diego war so far, he still has one more year left, 11.1. So Trey Turner doubled Will Myers' war in Washington compared to Myers in San Diego. Uh, Part of this reason, I guess I can explain why it's not my number one trade that I undo, is because while Trey Turner is a great player, That trade isn't as bad now, looking back on it, not because of the trade itself, but because the Padres, Preller kind of redeemed himself getting Jake Cronenworth at second and then Fernando Tatis Jr. at short and having C.J. Abrams come up and possibly playing mid infield, depending on what the Hosmer situation is or playing center or playing a corner outfield position. So he kind of redeemed himself. He had some options, and maybe he would have just ended up trading Trey Turner Or they don't end up getting Jake Cronenworth and they keep Turner. You know, there's a lot of things that could have happened there. But I think Preller kind of redeemed himself getting Tatis and getting Cronenworth and Abrams. So I'm not going to bash him so much for that deal. And then Myers was an all-star at one point. Uh, I like that he embraced the San Diego community and signed a lot of autographs. And he's the one guy that's still there, longest tenured Padre. I really want to see him in a clubhouse, you know, clenching a pennant, winning a world series. So hopefully that can happen this year. Um, I do. I don't believe that they'll trade him, but that's a totally another debate um, because he does have just one more year left on his deal. Uh, But so that is an honorable mention, trading Trey Turner to the Nats, him doubling Myers's war um, in Washington compared to Myers in San Diego um, that's the second honorable mention. The third I have is also in the 2014-15 offseason. Because so obviously in hindsight, that offseason really sucked in terms of players they gave up and in terms of the success or actually the, the inability to have success of that team that Preller's uh, constructed. Good on Preller, by the way. He did blow it up quickly, so he didn't try to drag it out and prove that he was right. He admitted he was wrong. Uh, but again, third honorable mention, let's go to the Max Freed deal in Atlanta. He was traded to the Braves in the Justin Upton trade, Freed-Atlanta war, with three more years of control. So this is not even like a trade journal thing Well, he had like five, four years in Washington, and you count all the years up. He still has three more years of control in Atlanta, and he got injured. He dealt with a big injury. His WAR eleven point three so far with the Braves. Upton San Diego WAR, who's obviously he was the big player that came back in that San Diego deal uh, with the Braves four point two. So Freed has almost tripled Upton's WAR that he had in San Diego. Obviously, Upton's stay was pretty short, um, and that trade obviously didn't work out. Just like a lot, of, pretty much all of those 14, 15 offseason deals didn't work out. Um, this trade was frustrating. I I don't. I can't really blame Preller so much on the deal, but I'm kind of judging these trades in hindsight. You know, Freed, he wasn't like a top, top prospect, if I remember correctly, like a Mackenzie Gore is um, or a Patino, right? So I can't really bash him too much. And trading Upton, he was an all-star at one point with Atlanta. Uh, he was a great outfielder. But same thing with the Matt Kemp thing, the stay, uh, it just, the the stay wasn't long. The tenure didn't work out, obviously. And so if you're judging it purely on what Freed has given the Braves and what Upton gave the Padres, it was a bad deal. It's as simple as that. And, you know, having Freed right now would really, really help things you know, with them, you don't know the rotation, you know, with injuries and all that on paper, it looks great. Just like it did last year. It looks even better on paper than it did going into last year because you have Gore improving mechanics. Maybe he's an option in the future. You have more home coming back. You have Mike Clevenger coming back. That's a big reason why it looks better than it did. Um, You have obviously Snell and Darvish, hopefully better from injuries. Paddock, who knows with the UCL, you have weathers coming back hopefully he's strong you have a lot of options haven't even mentioned musgrove you have options a lot of options good paper on paper options that you think would bounce back and have good years so and then just adding freed that would make the potter's rotation really really solid best in baseball um, top to bottom in terms of depth and options and so having him sucks right or not having him, excuse me, sucks right now. Uh, so that is definitely one that Preller would take back in hindsight. And then the fourth honorable mention before we get to the trade I would choose is trading Fran Reyes fan favorite, fan favorite, if I can say that correctly, trading him to the Cleveland Indians in that 2019 trade deadline trade. Uh, and in return, in that three-way deal, remember, Bauer went to uh, to Cincinnati, uh, Puig went to Cleveland along with Franmil. Um, that was a three-way deal. Three-way uh, deal. Taylor Trammell comes back to the Padres. He was a top prospect. Um, that's an honorable mention. And I'm not going to base it. Well, maybe I will a little bit, but I'm basing it on what Franmil has given Cleveland. And what Trammell gave the Padres, and Trammell didn't give the Padres really anything. He struggled in the minor leagues, but it's more of for me the issue I had with that deal is if you're going to trade uh, if you're going to trade Mill, a fan favorite, and there's been reports that that kind of totally just put a you know pop the air in the balloon in the Padres clubhouse in 2019 because of how well he was liked and how much the fan base liked him. I liked the deal at the time, but because of what Franmil's given the Indians, he's hit 49 home runs there with Cleveland. Uh, Moore is a DH, um, and looking in hindsight, obviously he could have proven he could have been the DH in 2020. And the fact that Preller just gave up on Trammell, who was the best out, best prospect in the Red System, one of the best outfield prospects in the league, he was just hitting. He was winning MVP honors in the Futures game in Washington in that All-Star weekend, and just to flip him after not even a full minor league season. So it just didn't really make sense to flip him and then to, for, you know, for what Taylor Trammell is, excuse me, what Fran Mill has given the Indians and how well he was liked, and kind of the fact that they haven't really found a great option to replace Fran Mill. You know, Myers is still here, obviously. They have Grisham in center, but for Fran Mill in a corner outfield spot, Fam didn't really work out. Who knows if they bring him back on a one-year deal, but they didn't. It's not like they substituted Fran Mill for a Castellanos and a Bryant, you know, for these last few years. They could end up doing that in the offseason, but having him as a DH option in 2020, I know that they didn't know that at the time. Having a well-like guy in the clubhouse, Um, nothing against Tommy Pham, but in hindsight, that deal just doesn't look great. And part of the reason, so that's an honorable mention. And part of the reason, as we get to the one deal I would undo, again, we're not counting three agent signings, one trade I would undo if I could pick one from Peller's tenure so far through February, what, February 7th, 2022, mid-lockout, is the Taylor Trammell flip to the Mariners. In that Austin Nola deal, that is the deal I would pick if I could undo one trade. Uh, if I could undo that one trade, why would I? Why? Why that trade? Right? You could bring up the Trey Turner trade, and I think some people would pick that. But like I mentioned, um, they did get Tatis, you know, in a later deal, so that lessens the blow. Myers ended up being an all-star in a serviceable major league, right? And he's been here longest tenured Padre kind of been a fan favorite a little bit, so I'm not going to bash him totally for that because I think he's made up for it, but this deal with Trammell flipping him, I was not an advocate for just flipping him, not giving him a full minor league season, just giving up on one of the best outfield prospects in the game, and that's who he was. He was one of the best prospects in baseball, and I know you can make the argument Hey, look at Gore, one of the best prospects. Look at Mejia, right? Francisco Mejia and the Brad Hand deal. One of the best prospects in the league. He might turn into something. He might not. That's why they're a prospect. They're not a proven big leaguer. So part with the prospect, right, for what you're getting in return. But when, you, when Trammell, he, he was in double-A with Amarillo, I think. He was close. I think you should have given him more time. You know, He had the minor league uh, alternate training site at the University of San Diego. They just didn't give him a full, even a full minor league season. They they didn't let him get comfortable and work with the coaches for more than a full season. And that that kind of irked me. I and then obviously so flipping him, flipping Andres Munoz. So before we get into that, let's do the full trade that I would undo. Padres acquire Austin Adams, Dan altovia Austin Nola before the deadline in 2020 from the Mariners. In return, the Mariners received Trammell, Ty France, Luis Torrens, and Andres Munoz. That's the deal I would undo. Maybe that's my recency bias a little bit, uh, but that's the deal I would undo. And we just got into flipping Trammell. For me, that didn't make sense. Um, And he could turn into something. He could, you know, he still has those, you know, what, five, six years of major league league control. Um, And Let's get off the Tramel thing because when you include that, just flipping him, and you gave up Tramel the year before, or Trandmill, Franmill the year before, it just makes it worse. But getting off that, just talking about Ty France and Andres Nunez, and even Luis Terence and comparing to what they got back, it's a complete dud. And you know, I think Nola, obviously, he was the big. Factor in what they were getting back. I like getting Nola in return at the time of the deal. Um, you know, he was hitting for average. He was staying healthy with the Mariners. He had versatility, but maybe like a lot of us, I think probably got caught up in, you know, Manny Machado blocking Ty France, Hosmer blocking Ty France and Nola hitting for average. And maybe he's a better hitting catcher than Hedges, Right kind of got caught into that trap, and Mejia not really panning out. Um, so I think I kind of – I'll admit I kind of got caught into that trap. And looking on back on it now, Luis Terence, who they gave up, who was going to be a third-string catcher right at the time. But he stayed healthy. Nola has not. Nola, since that deal, he's played in only 75 games with the Padres. He's battled thumb injuries, knee injuries, he has only four home runs in those 75 games, a 258 average compared to hitting close to .290 uh, that he did with uh, Seattle uh, in, his time, in his time with Seattle. While Terenz has stayed pretty healthy, uh, he's not the starting catcher, but he stayed pretty healthy playing in uh, 126 games, so a little less than double the amount of games that Nola has played in, and he's hit four times the amount of home runs not being the starting catcher at he's hit 16 home runs. So even that looks better than what Nola has done. And so that really hurts. That's an aspect that hurts. We can talk about Andres Munoz. Every aspect of the deal hurts. And that's why it's really the the one I would undo, giving up Andres Munoz. I know that they got back uh, Austin Adams with the slider, but he set the record for most hit batters in a single season last year. That hasn't really panned out great. He could bounce back, but who knows? Dan Altavia has been nothing for the Padres. Uh, what is his WAR? His WAR for the Padres has been zero point one. Austin Adams is zero point two. Nola one point two. So that their WAR com- combined with everything that Preller got back in that deal in two thousand twenty is a whopping one point five. Altavia hasn't stayed healthy. Austin Adams, like I mentioned, hitting all, hitting every like third batter it seems like uh he's hit or miss it just hasn't been a great deal. and then you factor in Andres Munoz that they could have kept I know he had Tommy John and they wouldn't have even gotten to use him last year but he should be healthy coming into this year I believe and he could have been a closer opportunity I mean watching him in 2019 that guy was throwing gas throwing 100 mile an hour fastballs and it just seemed like That was a guy that it was like at the time of the deal was like, "Ah, man, man, maybe you shouldn't have given that given him up, you know, like maybe you you could have given up someone else. You know, I don't have names in front of me who options were, but eh, maybe you could have given up someone else. You know, Taylor Williams, I believe I forget if that was the same trade or if it was a different trade. I'm not even factoring in him. Uh, I believe that was a different trade, but he hasn't really done anything either he could amount to something, but every single aspect. And then the last aspect obviously is the slam dunk is um, just the nail in the coffin is Type France. I mean, hometown guy went to San Diego state. I know he was blocked by Manny blocked by Hosmer, but boy would he solve a lot of problems right now that the Padres have Peter Seidler, Ron Fowler, the ownership, they're going to end up having to pay a lot of money probably if they wanted Chris Bryant or Nick Castellanos. They're going to have to pay a significant amount of money on a one-year deal if they want a Nelson Cruz or a Kyle Schwarber because they're just, there's going to be a lot of uh, competitors for that. So if you factor in both of those, if they get a DH, if they get um, like a Nelson Cruz, if they get like a Chris Bryan or a Nick Castellanos and let's say they pay, which isn't going to happen, it's going to be more. But let's just say $20 million a year plus $10 million a year for a uh, DH. That's $30 million for each season on a DH and a power outfield hitting bat that they'd have to pay when they all they have to do for Ty France is pay the rookie minimum, the minimum salary before he gets to arbitration. Like, I don't even think he's at arbitration yet. And he could still produce at some sort of level that a DH could. Last year, his war was four and a half. And what hurts the most is, you know, it was reported by Ken Rosenthal of the Athletic last year that weeks before the deadline, Preller even told Ty France that he was going to be a big part in the Padres future four to six years, you know, in the next four to six years. And that ended up not happening. And just the big thing with that, I mean, he had a four and a half four last year. Uh Seattle's returned, like I mentioned. Well, we'll get to that later, but France the versatility he can play first base can play third second he can DH and that's a big thing he could be a DH he could play first and you have Jake Gronorth who's an all-star for being in second base last year he could stick at second so you don't need Hassan Kim who's not great defensively or excuse me he's great defensively not great offensively but he looks yoked in pictures I've seen online so we'll see if any if he can hit the ball and the power you know can help his power numbers but um In terms of the versatility that sucked. you know, having him gone. And instead now they pay $21 million to jerks and profars $7 million a year. Um, So that hurts just a lot of different aspects and a different snowball effects from this deal that really makes it one of the worst, or for me, the worst deal that Priller has made the deal that I would undo in Priller's tenure. If I had a chance, Um, you know, like I mentioned, France with the 4.3 war, he was a huge factor in the Seattle Mariners almost making the playoffs last year. And if you were to tell me before last year that Ty France would have a 4.3 war and would help the Mariners almost make the postseason, it would almost be believable because of spurts of what you saw from Ty France and his versatility and the power that he had when he did play. He was just blocked. So, at the time of the deal of that deal, I, I think I wasn't, you know, too mad at giving away Ty France because he was blocked. But in terms of a bench bat, in terms of looking at it now, he could have finished as the DH in 2020 and he could have been a DH you know going into 2022 or play first base if they somehow miraculously a team's dumb enough to take on some of Hosmer's contract or somehow they just bench Hosmer and they put Ty France at first and they sign Nelson Cruz or something, a lot of different scenarios. It would really, really solve problems and a lot of help. It wouldn't be as much in terms of money wise, you know, to Peter Seidler giving up him really, really hurts, especially when you factor in that Nola has dealt with injuries. He hasn't done really anything. Um, Austin Adams has a 0.2 war last year, hit a million people. Altavia has injuries. There's just been – and then giving up on Tremel early, giving up a 100-mile-an-hour uh, reliever who could help and still on a rookie contract, um, you know, giving up tri- – just a lot of the aspects of the deal. Torrens as a backup catcher who stayed healthy, a lot of the aspects have hurt. San Diego's combined war since that deal for all of those players, one-and-a-half. Or 2021, excuse me, I think. 2021, no, I think this is the full full deal. One and a half combined war of all the players that the Padres traded for in that Nola-Tremel deal in 2020. Seattle's return, meanwhile, is 5.4. So that's just utterly ridiculous. Over three times the amount of production that they've gotten out of the return that they got from the Padres in that deal in such a short amount of time. I mean, we're talking a little bit like a, a season and a half, and you got to factor in the 2020 season wasn't even that long. You know, it, it was one month that you, they got them in that deal. So that trade really, really, I think is, if not set the franchise back, and has really made the options less. They've had less options in that deal has definitely is going to force, if they do go this route, it's going to force the Padres to pay a lot more money than they would have if they kept France. So, and if they didn't give up on Trammell, maybe, maybe he turns into something in the outfield. So that's who I would pick. There's been honorable mentions, like the Grand deal to the Dodgers deal, Turner to the Nats, free to the Braves, Framiel to Cleveland. But I picked Trammell, uh, France, Munoz, and Terence to the Mariners. Again, Jerry DePoto wins again. Trader Jerry, uh, he wins again um, in that deal specifically. So I'd love to hear the discussion. Which one would you pick? Those aren't the only options. There are other options, but those were the big options that I did want to go over. Uh, What options would you pick? Let me know on YouTube in the comments. Let us know at Talking Friars on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Love to hear your thoughts. And thank you so much for listening and watching. And I'll see you again later this week. Thank you so much, Ben Fadden. Signing off. Until next time, let's go Padres.